Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And today's episode three, amazing questions from three super smart people. Of course, what do you expect? Um, One question, well, the first involves setting up a solo K for 1099 and W-2 income. Uh, Second involves convertible debt questions and a UBTI flavor. And the third involves setting up a SEP and a solo simultaneously. Can you do it? So uh, buckle up should be a really, really fun episode. And uh, without further ado, let's get going. First question from Oliver F. Burlington, Vermont, one of my favorite places, actually. Great place. Uh, Question is, I earn income from my employer who pays me in W-2 and 1099 and does not offer a 401k. Can I do a solo 401k plan? The answer is yeah, Oliver, you got 1099 income, you're self-employed. So it's not common to have an employer pay both W-2 and 1099. It just doesn't really happen often. Seen it from life insurance companies, but uh, it's not very common, right? Realtors generally just get 1099. You're either an employer or a uh, consultant. So in this case, the W-2 income, you cannot contribute to the solo K. Um, it sucks that your employer does not offer a 401k. It's kind of, you know, you can put it in an IRA, I guess, but um, the 1099 income could go in a solo K. So hopefully that is significant enough for you, Oliver, and you could put that um, in a solo K. But unfortunately, the W-2 income, you can't. Um, second question from YouTube. If I make a convertible debt investment with my IRA into a startup, will that trigger the UBTI tax? So What's convertible debt? Convertible debt means you start off with a note, a debt, a note. That's what debt is. It's a loan. I'm giving this company $100,000. Generally, there's a stated rate of return, 5%, 10%, 15% over a set period of time, a duration. Uh, Could be a balloon payment at the end, could be quarterly, whatever it is. But a convertible note gives you the ability to convert that note from debt to equity, meaning the loan will turn into stock or a membership interest. Now, the conversion option could fall on the company, but more often than not, it falls on the investor. The investor has the leverage and the uh, ability to convert that debt to equity. So if you're investing in a startup and the startup's a C-Corp, whether you convert it to debt or equity shouldn't matter because there'll be no UBIT. Unrelated business income tax or UBIT is a ugly little four-letter word tax that applies to charities and to IRAs in three instances. You invest uh, in a startup or any business that operates through a pass-through entity, an LLC, not a corp. Use a non-recourse loan to buy real estate or use margin non-recourse loan to buy stock. Otherwise, you should not be hit with UBIT. Okay, so it shouldn't be an issue. So if you have a convertible note instrument and you're investing into a C-Corp, you don't really have to worry about um, UBIT because you're the C-Corp. The C-Corp, Think of it as a big box, blocks in the UBIT, blocks in the tax. The corporation pays a corporate level of tax, 28.1%. So there's no need for that additional UBIT tax. However, in the case of a pass-through entity, 
like an LLC, think of it as a funnel and there's no entity level tax. And unfortunately, the UBIT tax um, pops in, even though it's intent initially when it was devised and established and trenched in the tax code was to apply to charities that make or generate income from non-related purposes, non-exempt purposes. But unfortunately, IRAs and 401ks are taxed like charities, they're tax exempt. So um, unfortunately, the application of the UBIT tax uh, applies to them. I've <laughs> pushed and I'm pushing, and I was in DC a few weeks ago talking to folks about trying to get uh, UBIT tax out of the IRA world, uh, but that's gonna be a long, long fight, uphill battle, because it generates money and most folks don't even understand what UBIT is. It's just not a hot topic, uh, hot button item, but I'm making some inroads. Definitely um, some members of the Ways and Means, some of their staffers were interested, intrigued, like, oh, that potentially is stopping billions of dollars from being invested in the next great American startups or in real estate because of this UBTI tax that really shouldn't even be imposed on retirement accounts. Why? Retirement accounts do not have an exempt purpose, right? Their only purpose is to make money. They're not charities, right? Hospitals should not sell dogs or should not sell chairs. That's not part of their exempt purpose. IRA should do whatever it can to make money. So there's no point of having UBIT, but we shall see. I'll keep the good fight going. Third and final question on today's podcast, another YouTube question. I have a SEP IRA and already made some contributions. I've now heard about the solo K and want to set one up. Can I still do it? Great, great question. So it's a really peculiar rule here. So if you set up a SEP IRA using a 5305, which is the sample IRS doc on it, technically you cannot have a SEP and a solo in the same year. But if you just create your own SEP IRA document and don't use the 5305, literally like copy it, uh, and the custodian, the bank uh, uses it, then technically you could have two plans in the same year, SEP and solo. Obviously you can't double dip, right? If the max is 61,000, or 67,500 in 2022, you can't go above that. Um, you can't do profit sharing on both plans, the 20 or 25%. Uh, another way around it, if you did use the 5305 form, which is the sample form, you'll see that number on the top of the, of the form. If you set up a SEP IRA, you can always ask the bank or financial institution. Then what you can do is, is basically close the, the SEP IRA, uh, take the contributions out, assuming you haven't filed your return yet. Um, the earnings on it, you technically could tax on it because it's after tax money. And then set up the solo and then recontribute those funds into a solo. Now you'd lose the earnings on that. Those would be subject to tax um, because they technically be done in a taxable account. Uh, but at least you, you could now do a solo. Why would you want to do a solo over a SEP? Well, obviously it's pretty clear. If you've watched my videos or listened to my podcast in the past, solo K, you can do employee deferrals and profit sharing. In 2022, it's um, the max, obviously, 61 or 67,500. But with a profit sharing with a SEP, it's 20 or 25% of your comp. So to make 100K and you're self employed, under 50, all you can do is 20,000 bucks. In a solo K in 2022, you can do 20,500 plus. 20,000 or 40,500, which is double uh, the SEP IRA. Plus there's Roth features in a solo, no Roth and a SEP. Plus, as you know, you can borrow 
50,000 or 50% of your account value, whatever's left, use that for any purpose where you cannot do that in a solo. In addition to that, I talked about UBIT, right? In the previous question, unrelated business income tax. If you use a solo 401k and you use a non-recourse loan to buy real estate, you can get around the UBIT tax. Whereas if you set up a SEP IRA, potential UBIT tax would apply to IRA so long as you have more than $1,000 in net income. So when you add it all together, the solo K is just so much more of a powerful plan than the uh, SEP IRA. And it's just another reason why people want to get into the solo versus the SEP. So there you go. I hope you guys enjoyed today's uh, podcast. I did. It's a lot of fun. Don't forget to um, you know check this out every Thursday. It's a weekly podcast that drops every Thursday. You can obviously, you, you're listening to it, so you know where to find it. You can also watch it on YouTube if you want to look at me and uh, feel that that's more enjoyable. Um, not sure you, um, you know, my kids don't, don't feel that way, but you may. Um, but either way, uh, check out our YouTube channel, IRA Financial. Um, it's a great channel. We drop three videos, including YouTube Live, which generally posts every Wednesday, noon Eastern Standard Time, but that does change. So you want to subscribe, so you'll get notified when I go live. There's all kinds of stuff that pops up. Uh, change in the law, new case law, um, just interesting tidbits of information that I like to share with you involving impacting self-directed retirement accounts, alternative assets. So it, it's free. Check it out. Subscribe. Doesn't cost you anything. Why wouldn't you do it, right? Like my wife says, it's free. Might as well do it. Um, other than that, have an amazing, amazing day. Thanks for listening uh, or watching and take care.